Good morning, everybody. You are tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Monday, August 14th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitze, reporting from Mad Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. Deadliest fire in the U.S. in a century leaves at least 93 killed in Maui. Canadian Armed Forces deployed to fight wildfires in Alberta, Northwestern Territories. In Ontario, a music festival was forced to briefly evacuate due to severe thunderstorm. And local wildfire are suffering after massive blaze at Etobicoke Industrial Site. And then we'll hear from James with a new segment for Under the Radar. With all this news, let's get started. At least 93 people have been confirmed killed in the Maui fire that burned down the historic town of La Hayana. This has now become the most deadly United States fire in a century. Hawaii Governor Josh Green warned on Saturday that the death toll could rise significantly as forensic work continues to identify the victims. According to BBC News, hundreds of people still remain unaccounted for, while a hundred of others fill shelters across Maui. Green also said this fire will, quote, certainly be the worst natural disaster that Hawaii ever faced. He added, We can only wait and support those who are leaving. Our focus now is to reunite people when we can and get them housing and get them health care and then return to rebuilding. While the wildfires are now largely under control, efforts to fully extinguish them are continuing parts of the island, including around La Hayana, which has been devastated. Authorities have focused efforts on combing through what is left of the coastal area of the island using sniffer dogs trained to detect body to look for signs of corpses under the rubble. Jeremy Greenberg, a senior official at the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has told the BBC that extra support is being sent, including urban search and rescue and fire suppression teams. Now in Canada, the Canadian Armed Forces, or CAF, have been deployed to help Alberta and the Northwestern Territories to assist in fighting wildfires that threaten multiple communities in the area. Several of these communities are under evacuation orders. According to CTV News, this comes after the territorial government requested assistance from the feds due to growing difficulty fighting the wildfires. Minister of Defense Bill Blair tweeted that the CAF will assist with firefighting efforts, air transportation, and planning coordination and logistics. Minister of Emergency Preparedness Harit Sajan tweeted on Saturday afternoon that CAF members are mobilizing and ready to assist as wildfires approach some northern communities. The town of Fort Smith, Northern Western Territories, with a population of approximately 2,500, declared a state of local emergency on Saturday and asked its residents to evacuate in a calm manner, according to the town's website. Smith's Landing, First Nations, and the region around Slave River must also leave due to nearby fires. Other areas in the Northwest Territories, such as North Prosperous Lake, North Prelude Lake, and all of River Lake are under evacuation orders, and residents and visitors are being advised to leave their homes no later than Monday morning, according to the government's public safety website. Now in Ontario, attendees at a musical festival were briefly told to seek shelter as severe weather and system passed through the area on Saturday. The festival Boots and Hearts was being held north of Barrie between Thursday and Sunday, with attendees set to camp at the site. Its headliners include Nickelback, Keith Urban, and Tim McGraw. According to Global News, on Saturday afternoon, the festival issued 
a warning to festival goers and begin evacuating the entertainment area. Boots and Hearts told followers in a post on social media to seek shelter inside your vehicles, warning of severe weather. Provincial police echoed the warning, urging people to shelter inside vehicles or under safe structures until the weather system has passed. A severe thunderstorm warning posted by Environmental Canada said an incoming storm could produce nickel-sized hail, heavy rain, and strong winds up to 90 km per hour. In an update later in the afternoon, provincial police said the gates had reopened to the festival and warned of increased traffic in the area. The Boots and Hearts Festival was also temporarily evacuated due to extreme weather in 2022. Massive industrial fire in Etobicoke has left effect on its local wildlife population. On Friday, a fire broke out at around 1 a.m. at a North Etobicoke facility that stores petroleum-based fluids and chemical. The blaze was out of control for much of Friday morning and eventually tamed by the afternoon. However, there have been lasting effects. According to Global News, a local Toronto wildlife charity said it has been working tirelessly since the fire to capture and clean more than 20 birds that have been coated in a chemical substance from the fire. Chemicals from the site leaked into Mimico Creek. Natalie Carnovin, the executive director of the Toronto Wildlife Centre, told Global News that her team had rescued many animals from the area and taken them to the hospital to be cleaned. Carvonin also said that the thick chemical sludge on parts of the creek is a risk to other wildlife in the area. Muskrats, beavers, and turtles could all be suffering from the chemical concussion. According to Carvonin, the oil poises a particular threat to birds because it damages their waterproofing, which can lead to hypothermia even in the summer. She told Global News, if the animals are not found, say if they don't feel well and they just crawl under a bush somewhere, their chances are not very good at survival. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave you with James with a story for Under the Radar. Good morning. I'm James Kaza, and every week I'm going to bring you a local news story happening now in Toronto that may be flying under your radar. This week, our story focuses on a community in Scarborough and an uphill battle they face. A few weeks ago on Under Your Radar, we covered a story that focused on the potential consequences of closing down a specific no-frills store located at Front and Princess Street in southeast downtown Toronto. To quickly recap, the upcoming closure of this store, caused by a redevelopment of the site, will leave the nearby working-class area of the Esplanade in a food desert. A food desert is an area without access to affordable, fresh food. The new development does not include any plans to reopen a grocery store, let alone an affordable one. While we don't have an update on that specific site, it still stands awaiting final approval and will likely be waiting for months. This topic did inspire us to look further into the issue of food deserts. Birchmount Park is a small neighborhood in southwestern Scarborough and used to be home to two independent affordable grocery stores. Tasteco and Sun Valley Grocery were both big box stores focused on cutting the costs of food, and with Canadians facing rising grocery costs, for many, they were a lifeline. Now, however, thousands of residents of the area find themselves well over an hour's walk or two to three bus rides away from an affordable grocery store, as both Tasteco and Sun Valley have closed their doors. Sun Valley has been forced to close its stores due to redevelopment in a cautionary foreshadowing of the Front and Princess situation. Meanwhile, Tasteco, despite being a lifeline for many, has had to close due to financial constraints and rental payments. Feed Scarborough, a local food bank in the area, reported that last year the number of visitors they received as a food bank more than doubled compared to the year before, 
While food banks in Scarborough and in Toronto as a whole are a useful part of the solution to food deserts and food insecurity, many, including food banks themselves, are quick to point out they are just a band-aid solution. So what solutions can help the people of Birchmount Park and other areas facing food desert threats? In the midst of 2020, airlines received multi-billion dollar bailouts from the federal government to keep them from closing down and laying off thousands. In the case of Tasteco, which is closing down due to financial constraints, a government stipend similar to what the airlines received, but on a much smaller scale, could help pay rent and employee wages. This would prevent the store from having to close and would prevent a food desert. When it comes to closures due to rezoning, one idea is often floated as a potential solution. Adequate replacement. The idea that if one affordable grocery store were to close down, it would be ensured that either it would move to a new location or another affordable grocery store would open nearby, both immediately. The idea of solutions like this existing has led to some, like investigative journalists with the Salt Wire, a paper from the Maritimes, to say that food deserts are created and exist due to government apathy, and there's no such thing as an accidental food desert. For Met Radio, I'm James Kaza, and this has been Under Your Radar. Thank you, James. And before I leave you today, let's take a look at this week's weather. According to the Weather Network, today in Toronto we'll have a high of 22 degrees and a low of 18, with sun in the afternoon and potential showers in the evening. The rain might continue until Tuesday, but it looks like the rest of the week will be mostly sunny. Temperatures will range from 27 degrees to 17 all week. And with this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Med Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitzer. Thanks for listening.